folks. Welcome to another episode of Dr. Me First. This is recording number two because I left my window open and got my sound equipment all wet and now it's a little bit on the fritz. So it may not have the best quality, but you know what? We just get shit done. It is what it is and this is real life. So today I'm bringing to you a new friend, Hope Savara. She is with Mother Trucker. She sent me an email back in March and I was like, absolutely, yes. I don't care who you are. I love the title. I love all you're doing. I love that you're in the Midwest. You must come talk to me. So listen in on our conversation today because it's so much fun. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Erin. Thanks so much for having me on today. Absolutely. It's so good to be sitting here and talking with you. Tell the people on Podcasting World a little bit about yourself and the magic you put into the world. Absolutely. My name is Hope Zavara, and uh, I am from the Midwest. Uh, go Team Wisconsin. And I spent, my gosh, almost 20 years in the health and fitness world teaching yoga and functional movement to people in pain, people that were looking for different approaches to a healthier lifestyle that didn't necessarily include running marathons, you know, pounding it at the gym. They were getting older and their bodies were showing it. And about five years ago, I was looking for something more in my life. And uh, I met a guy, although I'm happily married, sounds a little like a pickup line. (laughs) I met a guy in trucking and he looked at me and said, do you have anything for truck drivers? Like in the cab of the truck, I was trying to pitch him corporate yoga. That was partly what I was doing at the time. And uh, I think I'm funny sometimes. And I threw up my hands in the air and I said, mother trucker yoga, just trying to get a rise out of this guy, make a conversation a little less dull. And he didn't flinch. He stuck out his hand and said, that's brilliant. You want to go into business together? And the next day he called me up and uh, said, are we going to do this partner? And in four months, we built a business from scratch, we meaning me. And a year later, I bought him out of the business because, well, I was kind of doing everything. And in the last six years, we have reached, touched, helped, inspired all the above more than 200,000 truck drivers to show them how to change lanes in their health and fitness with small, simple changes, all of which they can do right from the cab of the truck. I love that so much because as a family medicine doctor, I'm trying to always look for innovative and creative ways to meet my patients where they're at. I take care of so many of these wonderful blue collar workers and they have a shit ton of mechanical and medical problems. Yes. Yes. Mental, emotional, social, uh, things from, you know, basic stuff we're dealing with, with arthritis and lower back pain. But the even bigger piece is they're not sleeping well. You know, they're not eating well. They have brain fog. You know, that a lot of things that we just are able to go home and and quote unquote deal with, they don't have that ability because many of them, I deal with a lot of over the road truck drivers. So they're on the road six days, six weeks, some of them six months out of the year. And that really limits their resources to be able to live that healthier lifestyle. But the good news is, is that it's not impossible with some small, simple changes, much of which I've been teaching my whole life. I love the idea and the concept of the little things. I'm in recovery. I've been in recovery for over 10 years, and I tried to get into recovery for many years because I had this mentality, like many of the listeners, it's like this all or nothing. Either I'm good or I'm bad. Either I'm healthy or I'm not. 
Either I'm fit or I'm not. Either I'm going to do everything right or I might as well throw it out the window. And when I started breaking things down into tiny, itty bitty microscopic wins, I started noticing I was building momentum. And then I started applying this to my yoga students. And now I'm applying this to truck drivers. And the cool thing is, is it's working. People that have never, ever thought of themselves as fit or healthy are seeing themselves in a totally different light for the very first time. And that kind of stuff just lights me up. Yeah. You know, so much of it is the external stuff, but even more so, you know, it's how people perceive themselves and even just saying, well, I'm just a trucker, you know, like almost as if they don't deserve this themselves. It's so important to see that as well. Absolutely. Give me some of the little small steps that you're doing. Cause my, my brain is blowing up as far as what you can get done in that 12 by seven foot space. Oh my gosh. Yes. This is, this is where the fun begins because for me, I love a good challenge, but I love when people see the opportunity because that's really part of that journey towards improving any part of your health, lifestyle, business, whatever it is. So for truck drivers, a lot of what I teach often is right in the driver's seat, some stuff even while driving. And well, this can apply to all of us, whether you're sitting in front of a computer or you're commuting. So the first things first is often check your posture. So many drivers, they may get in the truck doing just fine in the morning, but come 10 a.m., 2 p.m., you know, 3 p.m., all of a sudden we're slumped over the steering wheel, our back is rounded, and in a truck, if you've ever ridden in a big rig before, even with a great seat, even with, you know, air shocks, all of that, the impact is real. Now, couple that over years and years and years, now we're dealing with herniated discs, now we're dealing with neck pain, now we have chronic headaches, and we can't figure out why. And so that constant recheck of posture, I always joke, you know, the headrest sucks, but it's a great posture check-in. Just see if you can find that. And it's like, whoa, I was really rounded forward. So that's step one. Step two is just throughout the day, I love the phone for no other reason than pick a new sound. And every 15 to 30 minutes, set an alarm where it triggers you that you have to move. Not the same ah, 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 that we're used to that makes us you know, dread the day. I'm talking like a fun sound. Make it a bird chirp. Make it a waterfall. Make it something that reminds you that, oh, that's my movement sound. And for drivers, that's okay. I'm going to roll my shoulders backwards 30 times. I'm going to have a hand weight in my truck and I'm going to do 20, you know, bicep curls and then flip arms. I'm going to lift and lower my leg 30 times while I'm sitting in traffic to engage my core, strengthen my back, engage my hip flexors, strengthen my quads, but also lymphatic system, circulation. All of these things are benefited because for drivers, they can't just get up and stretch their legs because they got miles to take on. They're, they're in the driver's seat and getting off the road means they're losing dollars. And so that need to kind of condense or rather piggyback movement onto what it is they're already doing is absolutely essential. But the funny thing is, Aaron, is many of us, even though we're not tied into a truck, we're not moving enough either. We're sitting in front of a computer, we're, we're sitting in front of the TV, and it's like, watch a two-year-old, you and I both have children, they can't sit still. They're upside down on the couch, they're laying down, they got their leg on the armrest, they're standing, they're sitting, they're squatting. Like, we are designed to move. We have learned how not to move. And the good news is we can unlearn that behavior too. 
I love that because it's also very pertinent. So that's like the physical movements. How do you help with like the mental emotional? Yeah. So for mental emotional, I mean, I've struggled with this firsthand for most of my life, anxiety, depression, stress, all of that. And I dealt with it in a not so great way for many years. And so I think first things first is recognizing what your stress triggers are. This is something for many drivers they've never thought about. They never thought about like, oh, you know, once this time of day, you know, gets to be here, I'm really moody. Or when I get off the phone with this person, I'm all pissed off. Many people just aren't aware of what's triggering them in the first place. And a lot of what I teach drivers is really foundational. And oftentimes some people might see it as basic, but in my experience, many people are skipping these things and that's why they're falling off the bandwagon. So recognize what's triggering you. The second part is, is calling timeout. Three deep breaths, my friend. It's amazing what three deep breaths can do for yourself to pull you out of a mood, pull you out of a situation, pull you out of a funk to say, okay, now I have to choose. I'm either going to stay pissed off and angry and call everyone I can to affirm that, you know, I was right and he was wrong, or I'm going to let it go. And many of us aren't utilizing our breath. And one of the last things is, is trying to help drivers unplug. And so once their day is done, encouraging them to, you know, put the phone down 15 minutes. I call it the 15 minute wellness method, 15 minutes, find time within your day that you can turn on some relaxing music from Spotify that you can, you know, do some deep breathing, read a book, do a gratitude journal. I try to give them as many options as I can within reason, but they got to pick something. They have to pick something where they can remove themselves from this hustle and bustle, this hustle and grind culture and say, I got to preserve myself. I have to like step back for a second. And for many people, no one has given them permission ever to do that, to say, it's okay to say no. It's okay to step back. It's okay to not call that person back because you're a little frustrated right now. We aren't seeing that we are in control of our lives. And for many of the drivers I work with, young and old, this is the case. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it seems like a national pandemic of what, what we can actually allow ourselves. You know, I physically write prescriptions for people like it's okay just to take a day off. It's okay to love yourself. And do I that. love it. I love it. But that's where our world is right now. We're, we're so high paced, so stressed. So go, go, go. And I, I, at least for me, I feel guilty sometimes when I'm like, oh, I need to do this for me, or I need to go to bed early, or, you know, hey, mom just needs a few minutes by herself. There's this voice in my head, like, how dare you? And for a long time, I thought I was the only one, but then looking out, so many people are ridden with this imaginary guilt where I don't know where it came from, but I'm here to tell you, it doesn't have to be that way. And we can start small to build that momentum, build that muscle to be able to put ourselves as a priority. So how do you get to your truckers? Like I could imagine like walking into the local loves and <laughs> going to the back lot, but I, I imagine you have better strategies than that. Yeah. Well, for a, a year, I worked with TA Petros Travel Centers of America, and I did go truck stop, stop the truck stop. I was meeting and greeting trucks, uh, truck drivers right where they were talking with them about health and wellness, sharing different initiatives, letting them know that I see them. That's a big part of the trucking culture. So many of the drivers just aren't seen. 
They feel overlooked, unacknowledged. They they feel like, you know, nobody cares about them. You know, here people are flipping them off and yelling at them in traffic because they're going too slow. Dude, that truck could crush you in a second if you if you let it. And they want to be seen. They want their stories to be heard. And so a lot of what I often do in that first interaction is just listen. I just I just validate their existence and let them know that they matter. And it's amazing when you do that for somebody sincerely, what that can do for a person's mental morale and willingness to try something new. Because I recognize trucking and yoga don't go together. I recognize trucking and fitness or mental health don't always go together. So you have to meet people where they are. So I did do the truck step thing for quite a while. I do a lot of truck shows. I am a regular guest on Series XM radio. And so I was actually just on this morning at 5.30 talking about various health and wellness things drivers can do. But we also have an online app. We have an online app and, and a platform where drivers can join me and access our database of exercises and moves that they can utilize in their life to essentially feel good again. The other piece is partnering with DOT medical examiners, because just like you, you know, they're dealing with these men and women firsthand and they don't know what always to tell them. They don't know. They don't have the resources or the time to be able to become that expert in that thing. And that's really where I come in. We have posters, we have books, we have tools, resources for those examiners that they can empower those drivers because they're coming to them looking for resources. They're not just looking for, you know, help me get my diabetes under control, which is a big issue, but they want to provide them with things that meet the driver's needs. And that's kind of where I come in. Yeah. And that's hundred percent where this podcast comes in too, is to meet us who do the DOT physicals, who see the driver who's panicking because their blood pressure is high and they, they can't pass it or they're pissed at us because they need a sleep study. Yeah. They're going to lose their license. They're going to lose their CDL. And that's scary. That's their lifeline. That's how they provide for their family. And when your health is jeopardizing that, you know, to be able to provide resources from the doctor's perspective that meet the qualifications and needs of the driver that they'll actually do, because that's a big issue in the industry is companies, DOT medical examiners, you know, whoever it is are are saying, hey, you need to get healthy. Hey, you need to get fit. But giving a gym membership to a truck driver is almost like a slap in the face, telling them that they should eat keto when all they have access to is a truck stop and maybe Walmart once a week or once a month is not helping them. It's making them feel like a failure before they even start. And so I want to bridge that gap. Yeah, And I love that so much. Where can we as providers go to get that information from you? Yeah, absolutely. MotherTruckerYoga.com. And you can send us a message and, or you can just send me an email, hope at MotherTruckerYoga.com. And I would love to have a conversation with you and get you those resources so that you can empower your patients to be able to live their best life. Because last time I checked without truck drivers, we don't have the resources and tools that we need. And it's so easy to forget that. Hello, COVID shut us down for that exact reason. Yeah, it is. It's an yes. essential part of the infrastructure of our nation. You know, one thing I talk to so many physicians who they come to me and usually it's in a whisper, like, have an idea. I'm always encouraging them to like lean into their weird. And I think that's exactly what you have done here. Would you speak directly to that person who's sitting out there in the podcast audience who's like, I have this crazy idea, but it's probably not going to work and all the reasons for it. But I still think about it every night for the past couple of years. 
What would you say to her? Oh my gosh. If that's you, I just want to let you know there are other people out there just like you. That was me. Everyone else was telling me, oh, you should work with middle-aged women. You're really good with that. Or, oh, you should, you know, continue in the yoga world. And I had a yoga school. I did all that stuff. But it was like not me. It wasn't what I was looking for. I wanted to help the underserved. My dad was a sewer pipe layer, uh, and it was like I wanted that that grit. I wanted that feeling. And Mother Trucker Yoga was literally just words that just flew into my head on a whim, and it stuck. And I think the person that is willing to follow through with that crazy idea, my mentality was: What's the worst that can happen? It fails, and I go back to doing what I was doing. I mean, that was that was literally my thought. And when my former part, business partner and I, we pooled money together, you know, my husband, we were like, it's only money. Sure, it, it would be painful if it doesn't work. But at the end of the day, it's only money. And I would hate to look back and say, man, I wish I would have. Or worse yet, to watch somebody else live out your idea. Because the only reason they were successful was because they pursued it and you didn't. And so if you're out there thinking, I have this crazy idea, what's the worst that could happen? Put it out there. Hire a coach. Lean into someone that's done it before. Ask for advice. How to get started. How to get started is just to validate to yourself that this idea could be something. Step two is to start sharing it with a few people. Step three, make it real. Start an LLC, buy a web domain, you know, make a Facebook page, whatever it is, and start putting your concept out there. That's what we did. And what we found was, wow, people want this. Drivers want this. Like this approach I have isn't so crazy after all. All the best companies and ideas were usually from a crazy ass idea that was founded in the back of a Toyota, you know, in a parking lot, you know, on $3.50. I mean, that's often where those ideas come from. Yeah, absolutely. I love in Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic, where she talks about this, like where inspiration comes and and either you accept it in or it flits off to another person. And so not with any kind of time scarcity, but I would encourage people to like, your idea is not that crazy. You are a resourceful, educated person. You have amazing skills beyond just what you were trained in medical school or in professional education. Like, please use this in other places. One of my most recent crazy ideas is we were remodeling. We bought my husband's family's farmhouse. And so we were remodeling it because it was only 1300 square feet and we have three kids. And I was looking at how can I get cheaper materials and came to realize we're about two hours away from Indianapolis. There's a liquidation website called liquidation.com where I could buy pallets. And so I started buying pallets. And what I soon realized was like, oh my God, I can bring quality items to my rural area. One, it feeds my shopping addiction. So I get to buy really fun things. And then two, I love posting things on Facebook and then people being like, it's really $20. I'm like, yeah, it's really $20. I like literally break even on this stuff. I have yet to make a profit. Of course, it would be wonderful to do that. But also what I've realized is this crazy idea is like to enhance my local community as well. And I get some really cool shit at times too. Well, and and gone, at least in my world, in my mind, my world are gone are the days where I'm I'm just going to do things because that's the right thing to do. When I was in high school, I, I applied to go to college because that's what my school counselor told me to do. Well, a year in, you know, I was like, this is not for me. And I, I went a different route. 
And sometimes those crazy ideas lead to the most rewarding experiences possible. And I wouldn't be here where I am today with a business that was a joke, a joke at a small business mixer in a small farming town. Like it was just a joke with a guy to try to make a conversation less painful became, you know, the best business concept that I've ever had, where now I'm a leader in health and fitness in the trucking industry. And I don't say that to brag. I say that because it all came from a joke. It all came from something small, but it became something big for no other reason other than I was willing to pursue it. And I think that for many of us, we get in our own way, don't we, Aaron? It's like we talk ourselves out of it because we compare ourselves to everyone else in the world and say, well, this doesn't make any sense. This is this, how will this work? And the only reason we think those things is because we're comparing it towards what the mass majority is doing, but maybe you're not meant to be the mass majority. Maybe you're not, maybe you're meant to lead the pack, not follow it and become another number in in that side of the spectrum. And I think for a lot of your listeners, that's probably very much the case. Well, and I look at it too, and I'm like, you know, if the majority were right, I would have no coaching business. No one would be burnt out. No one would be ready to be hit by a truck on their way to work so that they didn't have to go to work. So like, it's not fucking working. And I think there is power into speaking it out into the world, like saying it. And it's, I can say from, I've done multiple crazy ideas and you always learn something. You're either winning or learning. And it's like that point that for which you say something and your heart kind of like sings a little bit and you're like, Ooh, yeah, there's something to this that I want to inspire other people to like, just keep speaking things out into the world. If money made us happy again, I would have no business because as physicians, you know, we make decent amount of money, but it's, it isn't, it's just a tool to the means for, for us to live this one big, beautiful life. A hundred percent. And I think that connects right back to health because when I fought this, I wasn't happy. I kept thinking I got to be successful in this with my yoga studio. I have to be successful with this. And I was, I mean, we made good money. I had great referrals. We had a great client base. We were growing, but it was something in me telling me this is not where you belong. And I think a lot of people you know, question that. And, And I don't remember where I heard it, but it was like, you know, your goals are someone may not be someone else's goals and vice versa. And so it was like someone else's goal is to own a yoga studio, own a yoga school, have a brick and mortar business, but that was never my end goal. And so to reach bigger and push yourself and innovate yourself in ways that maybe you never thought possible or the people around you don't understand. I think the other piece here, Aaron, that you mentioned is you got to surround yourself with people that think like you think. You know, when I'm in the trucking world, there are a lot of drivers and a lot of business owners that think I'm crazy, that think this will never work, that think that drivers don't care about their health. But the more conversations I have, the more I speak with drivers, the more I put my ideas out there, the more I realize that that's not the case and that the the mass majority care about their health. It's just no one's acknowledged their health up to this point. And so if no one's acknowledging your business ideas or your crazy idea as valid, maybe you need to surround yourself with different people. Absolutely. Because there's nothing like sitting and talking with someone and, and getting their labs back and telling them, you know, you have diabetes or maybe even a step down, you have pre-diabetes. And I, you know, this look, the look that people get and they're like, oh shit, 
my mom lost her foot, my dad was on dialysis, and and they see like, oh my God, I'm committed to this. We have amazing medications. We know so much better how to manage, you know, this one disease state compared to when I was in residencies, you know, decades ago. And the work that you're doing is so powerful because of that, because it's no longer a death sentence or, oh my God, I'm going to be on all these pills and shots and I'm going to lose my CDL. Now you can look at them and say like, no, like I see you and yes, this is a reality. It's just what it is. And here's how we can help. I mean, and it's simple things, y'all. It's like, hey, 32 laps around your truck and trailer is a mile. Now that might be scary today, but how about you just do five? And then in a week from now, you do seven. And we work our way up to it. And and for them to realize that we can take fitness out of the box and we can incorporate it into our life and it counts. I think that's the big thing I always try to help drivers understand is they can be fit and healthy without being in fitness related activities. It's like, okay, you're, you're going to walk into the truck stop. You know, even if you buy the Big Mac, why don't you pick up an apple as well? Why don't you just eat the dang salad, even though you don't like it? There's a lot of things I don't like, but I have to do them anyways. And so just showing them, you know, that the healthy option is still health for your body. Even if you pick the unhealthy thing, drink the bottle of water first thing in the morning, stop telling me you don't have time to stop to drink. I get that. So let's shift when you drink the water. And they're like, oh, and then showing them how to time that out appropriately. So they're not stopping extra. It's like no one ever took the time to strategize these things with them. And now they feel empowered. And I don't know about you, Aaron, but it's like, I love this loop. When I make a healthy choice, I feel good about myself. And when I feel good about myself, I want to take better care of myself. And when I take better care of myself, I want to make a healthy choice. And when I make a healthy choice, I feel even better about myself. And now I'm in this loop where I'm fighting against oppression. I'm, I'm fighting against, you know, just not taking care of myself. I'm fighting against the thing of like, oh, I, I can't exercise. I'm too old. I'm too overweight. I'm too this, I'm that. And we're separating even this concept of mental health and physical health still today. And they really are two in one. I don't care where you start, what end of the spectrum, but it is a loop that we need to get in and we need to stay stuck in. And it really does start with these tiny little small changes. Absolutely. Are you doing much work around like fat bias, weight bias? Because I know as a, as a like general assumption with truckers is that they're all overweight, they're all obese, they all have bad knees, they all smoke or vape, and they're hard to get in contact with. They're not the most compliant patients. Like, are you doing work about like a larger body can be a healthy body too? Yeah, those are some of the basic concepts that I do talk about and try to touch on. And for a lot of drivers, this idea that they have to be small and even the people that surround them or they have to lose all this weight, they know they have to lose weight. But the misconception for a lot of them that I'm trying to help them understand is if you wait to be smaller, which then equals healthy, because a lot of it starts with them, even outside the community, they have biases on themselves. Like that's like the mind blowing part of it. And to show them that that one small change is health. But the bigger initiative here is to advocate for the industry as a whole that just because they are this way doesn't mean they don't care about their health. And I think it, it, that's really the starting point is, you know, they do care. 
It's just no one's giving them the right resources. People are giving them resources. I'm not not acknowledging that, but they're not the right resources. How do I know that? Because they're not using them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because that's that's a lot what I fight in my clinic is everybody thinks if you're healthy, you're running half marathons, you're like grunting in the CrossFit gym, you're a size Sometimes those two. are the most unhealthy people though. Yeah. And and that's what I, I really talk about health at every weight as a person in a larger body as well. Like reminding myself, like my body does amazing things. And it's always amazing to me when I get labs on people and I tell them, like your labs look great. And they're like, well, you know, and I'm like, no, let's see. Now let's see what your body can do. And it sounds like that's exactly where you're meeting people. And I, I just hope there can be more work in this realm of weight bias, because, you know, it's like, if you're skinny, you're encouraged to eat more. But if you're fat, you look, you're looked at like when you do go and buy the Big Mac, like, and, and they're like, oh shit, you know, they shouldn't have that. It's like, fuck that. They're a person too. They can like a Big Mac, just like anyone else. So I just wondered if, if that, I think it's a, a conversation that needs to be had in every space. I agree. I'm one of the big things I talk about a lot with the driver programs, but also when I work individually with drivers is I believe weight loss is a side effect to good choices. And so if you are overweight and you're only focusing on trying to lose the weight, my question to you is what happened? What caused that weight to come on in the first place? And so until we dial in and deal with that issue, you may lose 30 pounds, but what's the likelihood of that 30 pounds coming back on more than even that? And I see that happen so often with truck drivers when they follow certain diets or they start doing the shakes or they do this or do that. And and that's admirable. And I'm not telling them that they shouldn't, but you have to ask yourself what caused that in the first place. And have you changed other aspects of your health, of your eating, of your lifestyle, of, of your mental health? And until you do that, you know, that will never change. And for me, that really fostered from a place of recovery because you can stop the action, but it doesn't mean you've stopped the thoughts that caused the action. And until I started dealing with the internal stuff of why I was acting that way in the first place, I was still an addict. I was still using food. I was still, you know, doing things I shouldn't be doing because I hadn't really dealt with why I was that way in the first place. And I have to believe that a lot of that is true in the health space. And that's why people aren't getting well. That's why 80% of truck drivers are still obese, not overweight, obese, because we're not dialing into what's really going on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and willpower is a finite resource. You can only white knuckle it for so long. You know, I do family medicine, but also I, I do addiction medicine because it's a passion area of mine in the rural area, in my rural area in Indiana. And it's it's the same people that I look at with my physician colleagues who are quote unquote, trying to get thinner, they're just white knuckling it there. And it's not sustainable change whatsoever. And now with our weight loss medicines that we have that do you, you can lose incredible weight, but it, it's your, you're so right. It's what's under the surface. What, what was prescription opiate pills doing for you? What was food doing for you? And really digging into that and getting more comfortable with that so that then, like you said, then when you use the Ozempic tool or you find Mother Trucker and and you use it, then it comes from a place of healing rather than Mm -hmm. a place of torture and like of penalizing yourself 
So self-compassion is a huge thing, both in my coaching world and in my clinical world. I find folks who are struggling in recovery and currently in their addictions that they they have zero compassion for themselves and they live in a shame cycle. And I imagine it's pretty similar with your your truckers as well. Well, I think so many people in today's world, you know, you may not be a quote unquote in a, a socially accepted addict, but I believe we're all addicted to something. We're addicted to work. We're addicted to Netflix. We're addicted to, you know, exercise, our phones, scrolling. We're addicted to, you know, anger. We're addicted to gossip, sex, whatever it is. And oftentimes we're just trading one addiction for the next. And that was one thing yoga really taught me a lot about was like to call time out, slow down, hope, what are you really feeling? As an addict, I was a professional runner, not like runner, runner, but like runner from my feelings. Anything I felt that it was uncomfortable, oh, better, better use food, uh, better drink, better do these things. So I numb myself because those things are scary. And it just drove me further and further away from health. And yoga was this like really cool concept of like on the mat, I was raw on the mat. There was like no way for me to like pick up my phone or, or use food or like get away from the feelings. And I learned a valuable lesson with that. I learned that all those things pass, that, that, that those feelings fade. And so when you have the right tools in your back pocket, you have the right surroundings, you have the right team on your side that you can create new habits, new routines, you can shift your mindset, you can be able to live the life that you keep telling everyone else you're going to, or that it doesn't really matter because you're too cool for school, whatever your, your MO is, like you can change. And that's what I think is so cool about this life is that anyone today, starting right now, this second, listening to this podcast, you can decide to make a change. And and whether it's you going after that really crazy idea, or you deciding that your health matters a little bit more, or you getting out of the truck and walking that five laps that we talked about, whatever it is, you actually get to decide. We live in a free US of A still, and you get to decide. And that, my friends, is the most exciting part about taking back your health. Absolutely. I can't end that any better. Hope, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for reaching out to me. I'm so glad that you found me and that I can now call you friend. And the badass in me honors the badass in you. Hey, friend. So my word of the year for 2023 is going to be slacking for two reasons. One, I am really going to pull back the throttle in 2023 and see what life is like when I just do enough. Not extra, not overboard, not overworking, burning myself out, burning candle at both ends, slacking. Something I don't think I've really ever done my entire life. I'm excited about it, but I'm also worried, of course, (laughs) the classic OCD overworker, how this is going to be. The other reason that slack is going to be my word in 2023 is that's where I'm going to hang out. You're not going to see me in a lot of new places. I'm just going to be waiting for you in my DMs on Slack. Yeah, I'll probably occasionally post on Instagram and still send out a few emails But you're going to see a change in Burnt Out to Badass and Dr. Me First. You're going to just see me waiting willingly and quietly in the corner for those who are ready for help. 
no more blasting lots of advertisements and marketing and pushing people. When you're ready, you'll come and we're going to see how it goes. So there you go. That's my word for the year. How about you? Have you picked a word? I'd love to hear about it. Send me an email. Better yet, send me a DM in Slack. Or maybe you want to join me and let's make this the year of slacking. All right, friend. Remember, if work is your drug, rest is your recovery. Come over and hang out with Slack and me and start slacking off a little bit in life. <laughs>